Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have a jam-packed hour. I'm so excited to introduce everyone to two today's guests. For those of you who don't know me or tuning in for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachman and I love food. I love shopping for food, cooking for food, anything food-related. I'm a personal chef. Uh, I can now say cookbook author of two books. My book came out this week, very ex- last week, I should say. Um, I'm very excited and just been a whirlwind the last couple of weeks. Um, so anytime you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. I've got this great little personal chef business going on called the Aussie Gourmet. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, cooking maybe I can't talk today, you can give me a call. Um, so I want to hear about your food adventure. So if, you know, Send me an email or an Instagram or a Facebook message and let me know what you ate, what you made, how you liked my book, how you liked our show, ZK, right? We want people to like the show and tune in every week. Um, Okay, so we've got a jam-packed hour, as I said, and just want to give, before we start, a shout-out to two amazing restaurants that I've eaten at recently. Um, One is right here on the Lower East Side, and ZK, we have to go there for lunch. when we're, We're always running out of here. That's the problem, Right. So, ZK, we should have, like, bring Nachum and Miriam too. Miriam would love it because it's vegetarian. It's milchik. Noga. Have you guys been to Noga? It's amazing. Have you guys been to Noga? It's right here on the Lower East Side. No more Ratners. No more Grand Deli. No more Schmulke Bernstein. It's high-class milchik food over here now. Everything's made from scratch. All the sauces, all the creams. It was mind-blowing. Chalav Israel, fantastic. Um, and then Pescado Steakhouse in Brooklyn. Big shout out to them. That's in your neck of the woods, right? Right there on Avenue P. Loved it. Had a really nice dinner there last week with a whole bunch of foodie friends. So uh, an incredible meal. We want to wish they've rebranded a little bit and they are one fantastic restaurant. The chefs that really know what they're doing. They bought out like every single appetizer. I love apps. I think appetizers are the best part of every meal and, um, they really like covered our whole table with apps. So we're all very excited taking our photos, sharing it with everyone. So now I want to share it on the airwaves. Check out Pescada and Noga. All right. Something I've been doing for over 40 years is going to camp. Not many people at my age can say they still go to camp. I still go to camp. Since I'm eight, okay, now you know how old I am. Since I'm, since I'm eight, I've literally been going to camp and I've been blessed at this stage being able to go because I've been working for the last well I worked for seven years then I took a little break and now I'm back because you know all depends on the ages of my kids um I worked actually ran a day camp right here on the Lower East Side for five years so in one way or the other I've been camping straight for like a lot a lot of years and I'm very excited to have in the studio right now executive director of Camp Dina slash Dora Golding. I don't have boys, so it's always Camptina first, then Dora Golding. Even though Dora Golding is around much longer, I've Executive Director Alex Gold and Camp Director of Camptina. I have Rachel Berg here in the studio. How's it going, guys? Nice to see you. Thank you for inviting us to the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I don't know if Alex actually knows this story. I'm going to share it with everyone. I get a, an email from someone called Miriam L. Wallach in the middle of the summer. Maybe my second to last year that I was working Camp Dina. She said, I heard you're in the food world. This is before Instagram and Facebook. Um, would you mind coming on my radio show and um, talking about like um, what to eat, like summer lunches for kids? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in Camp Dina. I really can't come in. I can't leave because I'm working. She goes, don't worry. We'll do it over the phone. I was so excited. My hands were shaking. Peril Lichter, who was the chef at the time, and Adina Wiener came with me for the interview into Adina's office. Anyone who remembers Adina's office who went to Camp Dina? My hands were shaking. They were holding my hands while they interviewed, while Miriam interviewed me. It was the first time I appeared on the airwaves. It was from Camp Dina's office to right here on the Lower East Side to Miriam. Were you her? Were you Miriam's? Okay, were you Miriam's? Um, was probably a Brummy, Brummy back in the day. Um, he engineered her, and we we I'd had my first debut on the airways from Camp Dina. So it's kind of nice that we're all together, together right now. Seven. I'm in season seven now. So right after being on her show, she asked me one more time to be on her show. She'd asked me back a few weeks later. 
um, talk about school lunches. And then three months later, they offered me my own show. So I must have done something right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Camp Dina. How long have you been at Dora Golding for? Let's take it back to Dora Golding, which is even older than Dina. The camp has been open since 1925. It's the oldest sleepaway camp out there. In existence. In, in existence. And, so uh, how many years is that? I I'm believe not that's at... 94 years. 94 years. Wow, that's a long time. Anything that lasts 94 years is just solid. Okay, uh, who started the camp? This lady named Dora Golding. Uh, she was from the Lower East Side. Oh, really? She's from here? I believe so. And uh, she took many children to camp who in those days couldn't afford to go to camp, and she paid for their entire stay. And as she got older, they purchased a camp. It used to be called Camp Deal, and then they moved it to Camp uh, Dora Golding in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And there was a big demand for the sisters to all have a camp. So in 1990, they opened up a sister camp, Camp Dina, and uh, that's been around since then as well. So that's 99. So they're coming up to... 1990 to 2018. Yeah, I'm, I'm... That's 28 29 years. years. 29 years. But Camp Dina's 29 years old? Yes. Wow. And was it always called Camp Dina? It was always, used to be called Camp Dora Golding for girls. Oh, that's what I call it when I talk to people who don't know what it is. And then it was Camp Dora Golding for boys, so we changed names a little bit. Dina is Hebrew for Dora, so it's Camp Dina oh, and Camp Dora. Oh, Dora like Dina that. was Dora's, maybe her English name. Something like that. Oh, that's cute. Okay, so Camp Dina has had a whole bunch of changes. They were in Dingman's Ferry? It actually first started out in Muncie, New York. Really? Yes, on Route 306. The camp yeah. used to be there. And then they, we sold that property and we moved to Dingman's Ferry, Pennsylvania. And we needed to get closer to the boys' camp. Yeah, that because... was like a horrible drive, like a 45-minute up and down Well, it was, it was actually hor more horrible going to uh, suffer New York from East Stroudsburg every single day of an hour and a half each way. Oh, uh, that's bad, yeah. That was terrible, so we had to move it closer, so we moved it closer to Dingman's Ferry. That was a 45-minute drive, and uh, then we sold that, and we bought the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers basketball camp, and we moved Camp Dina there, which is now about 12 minutes away from the boys' camp. It is the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. Now that I've seen a lot of camps, you know, I do these chop competitions, I've seen other camps, you know, I go there for a day to do these competitions. I'm like, Dina is the cleanest camp. It is spotless. You could eat off the floors in the camp. Everything is shiny and new. I mean, I haven't been there in like four years. Five still years. shiny and new. I'm sure it's still shiny. They have such pride in this. It's in, You basically built it from scratch. Basically, it's a beautiful camp. Everything is new. It's right on the base of the Appalachian Mountains. And you have beautiful views of the mountains and beautiful lake views. And it's Beautiful very close. bunks. Beautiful bunks. And the I haven't seen anything. I heard the dining room's even gotten bigger. Everything. We extended the dining room last year. We, ex we made a brand new culinary art room. So when you come up to Camp Dina, you'll be able to uh, show off your skills and enjoy everything that we have to offer there. Unbelievable. Now, we had, we've gone through a few different, you've, done, you've gone through a few different uh, changes over these. You had different directors as, as people. And you had these directors for a long time, which is, is incredible. Natalie Cena was there for over 10 years. Before that, there was Etty Siegel. She was there for a bunch of years. I recently saw her. Um, but, you know, now the torch has been passed. We have Mrs. Rachel Berg sitting here with us from Long Island, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Exactly. I'm, I'm from Long Island. You're from yeah. New Jersey. Okay. Joining us from Teaneck, she came came down that FDR drive this morning. It was quiet today, right? Uh, it was quiet. I think uh, it's a little bit of a holiday today, so oh, there wasn't okay. too much traffic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. So um, I'm thrilled to have you on. And how many years have you been there? Like this is your third or no, it's my fifth year, yes, yeah, starting off as a camp mom, working with Natalie, Cena, and Adina. We know her just fabulous. Amazing, amazing, amazing yes. people. Yes. Good people inside and out. Like, exactly. they are role yes. models that you want your kids to be. That's why I stuck. My kids have gone, went to Dina, my big girls, went to Dina all the way through, like from the age of eight. Right. They're till absolutely wonderful. And that's who I started with. So it was an instant love. We the, just, we had the best time. Yes. The bar is set high. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay, great. So how was how has the camping world changed since you first started for both of you? Um, you know, it's funny. We discuss this all the time. In certain ways, you could walk into a day of camp, and it's reflective of probably how camp was 50 years ago in terms of campfires and hikes and swimming and boating. Traditional. And there is the traditional. 
um, connection to the outdoors and to each other. That's really a big part of our goal is to really maintain that which makes camp unique and memorable. So there's that side of it, which is, like we said, very similar to our memories growing up in camp. Because it's hard now. We've got a very fast-paced world I've seen within my own kids. Yes. So we really do want to ideally disconnect the kids from so much of what's going on in our daily lives and enjoy, um, enjoy camp and specifically enjoy what we have to offer in Camp Dina on a chinuch level and programming-wise. So in that regard, we are trying to maintain that which makes camp unique. But at the same time, address who kids are today and really tap into the modern-day camper. So with, no, I with love the program. that. I yeah. love that. That is great. And you have your traditional um, uh, uh, day trips, Hershey Park. Yeah. <laughs> Dorney Park. I never went to Dorney Park till I went to Camp Dina. There you go. So Still going. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then you have concerts at night and, yes. and um, I saw shows. shows. I saw Chaya Phillips last week. She's very excited about coming back. Coming back. Coming and back. we wish her a speedy recovery with everything. And she's amazing. She's done great. Um, so they have an incredible swim program. Same, same swimming instructors coming back. We have, yes, Shana Sarashore, who's She's, fantastic. She gives an instructional swimming program, and the girls get very excited. My so, daughter learned how to yeah. swim there. Yes, and they just go from, you know, cap to cap in different colors, feeling a tremendous sense of pride when they move up to the highest color cap. So it's a, it's a wonderful program, and girls really do learn how to swim. And the best part is when she trains them to become certified lifeguards. And That's they fantastic. come back as our, as our lifeguards and then giving back to the new campers. I love that. That's so, so fantastic. My, my daughter did that. She yeah. went through... Uh, the lifeguarding program. And the following year, she came. But she did one month as a camper. I mean, as staff, and one month as a as a lifeguard. Yeah, but, it's wonderful. Lifeguards are always the cool kids on campus. You know, <laughs> you know. One thing about Camp Dina, they always, even when I when I first met Alex, was when my older kids were going to camp. Um, I had two kids in the camp at the same time, and then I wanted to send my third door, and I'm like three camp. Tuitions, wow, I have to think of something. I'm like a bit of a hacker, right? Like I always think, how can I do a butter? And then like in the middle of the night, I was pregnant with my fourth daughter and I'm like, I didn't know she was a girl though. <laughs> thinking, I need a job in a sleepaway camp. What can I come up with? Camp mum, that's a bit stressful. Wake you up in the middle of the night. Basketball, I'm not so coordinated. Artistic, not at all artistic. Oh, I can cook. I run cooking classes. Maybe I'll offer them. I got culinary program, remember that? So I called you up and we started this culinary program. We started off in the back of the gym, gym. in Digman's Ferry. Correct. And I would hope on a rainy day that the basketball, I, I, I would continue, I would go there two days a week and I'd be on the corner of the back of the basketball court, the indoor basketball court, and I would hope that the ball wouldn't land in the bowl of flour. <sighs> that was like my biggest, and look, what, what, what have we got now? Now we have your own culinary art room. So maybe you have to come back for a couple I'm of months, a couple of weeks. It's crazy. It's amazing. You know, I have a handprint on my wall there, yes. <laughs> my, my yes. black handprint in the old culinary arts room. Yeah, it's still, yeah, we still have, we still have some of your quotes and things <laughs> up in there. Yeah. I'm very touched. But can I just, it's amazing. Like Camp Dina, and thanks to Alex giving the approval and seeing the need for this, that, you know, we're the first camp to have a proper culinary arts program, not just like baking on the side, you know. It, it, we did really good things. We we I, we taught skills. There's and and now um, Shira Raisha took when I left. We I got to handpick my next person. So Shira Raisha, she's been there five years already. Yeah. If I left, but yeah, it's got to be five years. Yeah, she continued your legacy. She's fabulous, uh, she's and the great. girls are just a magnet. Or they love when Pe- they see culinary arts on their people schedule. People love it. You know, like camp food can be good, it can be bad. Kids are picky. I want noodles. I don't need carbs. I don't need dairy. Right? Like, yes. But somehow they all love coming love to culinary arts. I, I have several recipes in my brand new cookbook from what I developed for Camp Dina, like in my book, because Maybe I have so much. Still, we may still be making them at camp. I had the pizza. Are yes. they still making <laughs> the pizza? A lot of people here are there. I'm, I'm getting the, ZK's passing me the book. He has a press copy in his hand. He's very excited. Um, but we, we, we used to make these pizzas at camp, and the kids used to wait for it and used to love making the pizza. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can. Pizza's still being made. Yeah. Pizzas are still being made, and the recipe is here with a with a little blurb about my time at Camp Dina. But there's the picture of the dough, and we've got four different dough recipes uh, throughout the book um, to make pizza dough. Um, 
Okay, what other changes have gone on that you've seen, Alex? You've, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm doing it for about 30 years, 24 years as a director, and uh, camp's still fun, camp's still exciting. Right? Every year it's a new challenge, and we come up with new adventures and new things. Uh, this uh, winter reunion, we're actually taking a trip to Great Wolf Lodge we, Water Park. Can we talk about that? We could, if I, you like to. I, you want to come? I have questions. I'm actually going to Israel that night. Okay. But, but Leora wants to go. You're going there and back in one day? In one night. In one night. Shabbos is over about 525, and we are going to board the buses at 610 from the five towns and about 640 from Teaneck, New Jersey, and the girls travel there. The reason why we came up with this is because uh, we have a lot of children from different areas, and the Teaneck girls, for example, had to travel to the five towns, which, take, which takes just as long as traveling to the Poconos. And so we, <laughs> we hired a coach bus company, and we rented out Great Wolf Lodge Water Park for an exclusive girls' event for Camp Dina. On Thanksgiving Day weekend, I believe it's November 24th, Matzah Shabbos. And they have the, we have the park for two and a half hours. They get to go swimming, enjoy with pizza and From like video. From 8.30 to 10.30, then they come back. 8.30 to 11, and then they board the buses sharp at 11, and they will be back between 12.30 and 1 a.m. Uh, we picked that weekend because uh, it's Thanksgiving Day weekend. A lot of children are off, and most of the girls are off on Sunday, so they can sleep a little late in the morning. And for the boys, we're doing it on December 1st, and that's the, the Matzah Shabbos right before Hanukkah starts. So they, have Sunday. so they have an easier week, and they can deal with things a little bit, even though they might be a little bit tired. Uh, we'll just give them coffee. Okay. And uh, the response has been phenomenal. <gasps> Hundreds of children are signing up and coming, and uh, it's something a little different. It's so great. You guys are always upping the ante on everything. So is that something a little out of the box? Yeah, uh, Nobody has great. come up with something yeah. like that. It was usually a basic reunion in, in a school, and we showed the video. So now we're going to show the video on a, a luxurious coach bus. By the time they get to the to the park, they already saw the video. Then they're going to jump into the park. They're going to stop in the middle of the park, and they'll have pizza and soda and, and water or whatever they want to drink. And then they get back into the park. Then they change, board the bus, and they come home. should be very exciting, especially for the girls where they have the entire water park for themselves. I think that's amazing. And they can go in a bathing suit. <laughs> exactly. Which really highlights Camp Dina. That we give them the environment where they can shine and be themselves. I love that. And it's really, really exciting. It's one of the highlight events during the summer when we do rent out the water park at night and have a similar outing. And the girls you're still You're still doing Camel Beach? Do you no, do? we've moved over to Kalahari. So oh, I love Kalahari. Kalahari is fabulous. You don't have to worry about rain. We don't need to worry about weather. Right. Right. No I loved changes. Camel Beach uh, yeah. night when we Camel had Beach it. was great also. We love it. And we like we said, we're always trying to switch it up a little bit. So a couple of years ago we moved to an indoor water park. No, it's better you to avoid any weather issues. And we have a blast there. And like you said, for the girls to be able to go in their bathing suits with female lifeguards really teaches them there's the opportunities are out there when you join us at Camp Dina. Amazing, amazing. What other programs are, uh, in, are at camp? Um, specialties. Like, I know that you do this whole specialty week. So we have this specialty week where girls choose something that they love. They're, I dare say, if they're not passionate about it yet, they definitely have an interest, and they can run with it. So let's say it's basketball. Instead of just playing basketball in an activity here or there, they go to a clinic, and it's culinary arts, which actually has the longest waiting list. What? Um, there's Zumba and yoga and fitness and lots of different things that they can really concentrate on. And then, like you were saying before, build up their skill set in that area. Terrific. And yeah. this year I'm coming up. We're going to do some exactly. specialty. Some I'm chops. coming up. Yes. We're going to do some chop competitions up in Camp Dina. Let's see all the kids. I wonder if there'll be any kids that I ever taught that are still there. I'm I guess sure. they were a little. Maybe, Maybe some of the staff members. Staff yeah. Maybe. Right? Like yeah. some of the TC. Oh, or a TC. It's only exactly. it's five years. Or it'll be five TCs. or six. At that point, there'll be six yeah. years. But you have to but see our TC house. That's very really? exciting. Do you yeah. still have the yurts? We still have the yurts for day camp. But the TC okay. house is a, it's a camp in it? and of itself. It's a uh, brand new house that we transformed into the TC house where they have uh, central air conditioning and bedrooms. Where and is it? It's a, it was a house next door to the camp that became for sale and we purchased it and we made it the tc house and it sits up on a hilltop and uh, the one on the right yeah and exactly. over oversees the entire camp dina from gorgeous. their beautiful windows oh my god that's brilliant yeah. yeah so they have a lot of programs that are up there and then they're integrated back in camp as well it's been fabulous under the leadership of mrs davina bressler and she's done a fabulous job and we've actually given it a goal called tc leads where it's become a leadership training program 
Oh, my God. Yeah, you up the ante all the time. <laughs> Unbelievable, Camp Dina. It is very hard to get into Camp Dina. It's it's a, it's a, not a – how many kids? 400? About 370. 370. It used, not even used to be so. There's, sometimes there's a wait list. Depends on the age group. If you haven't applied now – there's only a few spaces a left. A few spaces for the left. Second session. July is all sold out. July sold out. A few open spots for August. Leora Nachman is going to be attending. And um, you'll be there, Mr. Shem, in August. I will be there. Second half, rocking and rolling with Camp Dina. I'm excited. I love all, the whole gang there. And there's so many new people that I get to hang out with. When it's I'm a there. fabulous gang. We work with the best of the best. I love camp. Camp is the best. <laughs> new chef since I've been there last. Uh, we have Chef Pitterman, who was there last year. He was new. We had another chef before that, but yes, we. Okay. Uh, I offered you the chef job, I, I and you know, turned that down. You know what? I, I, I can't cook for 370 people. Well, if you know. can cook and do culinary arts, I, you can only imagine what the food would be like in Camp Dina if you would become the chef. <laughs> You'd be getting this and this. And you wouldn't be able to afford the budget or the food that I would want. Well. I, you got through peril. Right. <laughs> Feral's food was the best. I'm still in touch with her. Like, oh, we really yeah, she, the food was great. And if you'd like to come by and help us out or yeah. cook for a day or two, a we'll be honored to have you. We could do, we could do something there. We that, should do that's something. That's a good there. idea. We that would actually have, be a really cute idea. We get about the culinary arts. She can be the chef for the day. Exactly. And you just I'll prepare the camp. meals for the day. And we'll, it will, we'll ease you into it. And the following summer, I mean, I feel bad for Chef Pitterman because he might lose his job once after you start no, cooking. No, no, no. I'm but uh, maybe you could be assistant chef and you can come and try it out. I know. I think we should call it... Um, Naomi Nachman Day or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna call it. I'll be the best pot washer. I'll be pot washer. I don't think you know how to wash a pot. I don't think no. I could wash one of those pots. <laughs> we'll name the day perfect flavors uh, for that day, and we'll, we will whatever's in this book. We will choose some um, um, meals, and we will serve it for that day in camp. Who from Cantina wants ribs for dinner? Whatever you want to, whatever you like to make and order, just let me know. It, it, what's being written and recorded, you understand, that goes into the archives. That's fine. Okay. If you're coming to show up, cook for one day, you can cook whatever you like to cook for that day. Okay. I, I, I might actually take you up on that offer. That would be fabulous. I, I, I do, we'll do a Shabbos. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure that it out. Great. Okay, guys. If you guys want to hear more about Camp Dina and Camp Dora Golding, just go to their websites. Right. right? Camp Dina.com, Camp Dora Golding.com. Everything is there. You can sign up for the trip. You can see the videos. You can see what the camp is about. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. You got everything covered. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. All we right, we have right here in the studio, Alex Gold himself, right here. He's a legend in the camping world, and, and so is uh, Dora Golding and Rachel Berg, the camp director for Camp Dina. It was, like, awesome having you. I love driving around uh, the five towns and seeing the Camp Dina stickers on people's cars. Like, you know, I was once driving on the FDR Drive and I saw a Dina sticker, a Dora Golding sticker, a Halb sticker, and then, like, a YU sticker. I'm like, who is that? Like, because you can piece together from the magnets on the cars who the family might be, you know? And then I drove a little closer up and I saw, oh, it's my friend, you know, Susan with her kids. Jewish geography with magnets. Right, right. right? You can play Jewish geography with car magnets. That's a new game for you all. All right, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks you guys can us. stick around. I'm going to get you guys to switch seats. I'm going to put the Murrays over here. Thank you. Munching when the Nachum is in the house. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have an incredible show today. I just love talking about camp. And as the fall leaves are changing and it's getting a little nippier and the black tights are on, you guys are welcome to stay if you want. Whatever you guys want to do. Okay, you don't have you, whatever you guys want, and and as it gets cooler, our hearts can get warmed up inside by talking about camp. So it's really, you know, there's never enough talking about the summertime. Okay, so it's really exciting to have right here in the studio, um, Faggy Murray, Faggy and I, Faggy, where did we meet at Melinda's F- Jewish Food Media Conference? Okay. I know when you came to Lakewood to sell your cookbook. To sell Perfect for Pesach yes. at Gomegla? It was the first time that I met you. No, it was at the YTT Expo. At the YTT yes, Expo. It was the first time I met you. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a bl- I was like in a fog that night because yeah. it was like my first event. I was event. just starting out then. Okay. My baby had just been born, and that was kind of when I was transitioning from my work into the whole food world thing. Right, okay. And that's when your cookbook came out. Right, Perfect for Pesach. I can't, that was 19 months ago. Yeah. I can, uh, your baby's about that old? She's a little bit older. Yeah. A little bit older. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so we met, but really we got to know each other. 
through the Jewish food media, yes, I think, a little that's bit. That's really when we started really connecting. Which is the... very soon. Yeah. Um, if I don't think she's sold out as yet. There's a few spots left, so go to jewishfoodmediaconference.com. It's totally changed my life. It's it great. really has. As cliche as it sounded, it really, really completely changed my entire Instagram page. It started growing. The workshops were phenomenal. Really, What really was the first amazing. one you attended? The first one was, was last year. Oh, yeah, last year, yeah. It was last year yeah. at, um, in I Brooklyn. And now we had Melinda on the show last week and the sh- uh, we spoke about um, the, the conference and it's going to be at Factory 220 Great Falls right. Bistro. And at the end of that is my book launch. I'm very excited. Ooh, my, offic- <laughs> my, my official book launch. Yeah. We're um, very excited. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be a great lineup. So what made you go into, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I started off as a caterer. I didn't start off, I'm going to do Instagram, I'm going to do that. It's just something that came along with the time. You know, there, weren't, there wasn't any of this, but you started off in a different time than me. What made you want to get into this whole, I've, I call it the food mishigas. <laughs> I've always, always loved to cook. Um, when I was little, I used to pretend I had my own kitchen um, cooking show in my kitchen. Um and then I would always tell people jokingly, like, one day you're going to see me on the Food Network. And then... Now it's not from Seagull Network. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then really, after my baby was born, my husband was the one that encouraged me. He said, don't go back to work. Work on your photography. I'm a family photographer. I've been doing it for as a hobby for about seven, eight years. He said, pursue that career. And then... I didn't know that. Yeah. And then kind of one thing led to a net, to the next. And I, I'm on a bunch of WhatsApp chats, and my friends were always asking me for recipes, always sharing recipes with family members. And, again, my husband, who's my biggest supporter, Yay. said to me, um, start a food blog. I said, are you crazy? I can't start a food blog. Um, I, I was terrified. He's like, go for it. I said, but I have no followers. He says, everyone started with zero followers. Right. And I had 10 followers, and then 20, and then 30, and it just kind of what are you up to now? exploded. Um, 50, he knows, 5,400. That's great. Every, every follower. 55. <laughs> I just say every follower means so I, much, yes. right? I've become friends with so many people, and like I've just, I feel like when, like just yesterday, I was in Gourmet Glot, and this person comes over to me, and she's like, I feel like I know you were friends. And I'm like, yes, we really are, because you see me a whole day, and I share so much of my life with you and you know and then people interact with me and they dm me and then you know the voice of lakewood which is a magazine local to lakewood seeked me out through instagram and they asked me to be a guest post to do like a guest post article and then they said the editor's leaving do you want to do it and i jumped right in and i did it and then it just kind of evolved and i started doing a lot of food related things locally around lakewood writing a lot of, you know, restaurant reviews around Lakewood. And I try to do a lot of behind the scenes for, like, at-home cooks. What do you mean by restaurant reviews? Like going for a tasting? Yeah. I go into the restaurant. I talk to the owner, the chef, the manager, you know, ask them questions, what made them start the restaurant, tell me something funny that right, happened. So, right. Know, like so not really... so much of a review as a, a getting in behind the scenes. Yes. It's really more behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I just don't want people to think that we go in there and we badmouth restaurants never. as a review. No. We never, no. most no. of us never say anything no. bad. If you like a restaurant and you like something, like I just screamed two from the rooftops, two amazing restaurants. But like, if we don't like it, we just don't post or right. talk about right. it. Right. I mean, so I, I just... choose the restaurants that I go into, restaurants that I think that I, I obviously I like and I want to share with my community. You know, restaurants that I think are great, and then you know, I just I love it. I love meeting people. I love the whole the whole food world. The whole network. The it whole really network does. Twist. I love but it. It's I love become it. an industry. It's become. It, it it's really has. Not, it's not just a caterer anymore. You're not a caterer anymore. You're not a cookbook author. You just you're part of this gigantic. Food world, and I'm so feel so lucky and privileged to be part of it. I really yeah, do. but you, you know, you work hard. You work yes, hard. It's and very hard work. It's very hard. Twenty four seven. Twenty four six. Some of those Instagram <laughs> stories, like you know, it's a lot of planning. You yes, know, it's like definitely. a mini cooking demo, like in your house constantly. Yeah, I'm saying eventually you get used to it, and you know, my kids know already. He's my videographer at home a lot. I'm like, Manach, I'm quick. I'm making cookies. I need you to take a video of it. You know. Um, and the Voice of Lakewood, where I work, is a big sister, so to speak, to the Circle magazine, which is a kids' magazine. Um, and they asked me if I want to be a, if I want to do an article, you know, with Menachem, with one of my kids. They didn't know my kids at the time. And 
he, Menachem, who happens to love to cook. So it was good because we spoke <laughs> about kids cooking. This is yes, a great tie-in. Yes. We spoke about kids cooking in camp, but now we actually have a kid cooking. Yes. Not a kid, he's bar mitzvah, he's on his way to... <laughs> Past it, past the Parsha reading, and he's yes. into the finally the final. Parsha reading, <laughs> Parsha prep. Um, and he loves to cook, loves to eat, loves to grill specifically. Oh, if it really? has meat, then you know. And <laughs> um, and I started this article in here, and you know, he kind of like built up a character of himself and who he is, and it just again morphed and. People love him and, you know, we're constantly writing articles. And if it was up to him, it would be a meet every single week. And I tried can, explaining to him that we need to branch talk, out a little why bit. Why don't you talk to Shlomi Klein and Shifra, who run Fleishik's magazine? Yes, I've been in contact with them. Because I yeah. think that, you know, they were on the show two weeks ago. What was Klein? Like you I yeah. saw them on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just taking it out of the, the, um, the magazine out of the plastic bag because I want people to see. It's a gorgeous, glossy magazine. It's called The Circle. Is it part yes. of another magazine group? Um, no. It's, okay. It's, I'm saying The Voice of Lakewood produces it, but oh, it's on that's their what own. I'm asking. But it's really on their own. It's, it's a separate, and it's, it's, it's sold nationally, not just to Lakewood. Right. It's sold everywhere. Okay. Look, a gorgeous, glossy magazine. Pictures. Every page is colorful. And it's really cute. Like, I really love this magazine. That's why I was a teacher once upon a time right here on the Lower East Side at the Education Alliance. I ran day camps I did in formal Jewish education and I taught at MTJ Masifta Tiferes Yishalayim Ramosha Feinstein Zasal his yeshiva I got to teach kindergarten some of those boys are married with their own children <laughs> um, and um, so I was very into literacy and when they Aura Dweck reached yes. out to me um, to do an Instagram post and story about the magazine I'm like by the way I can tie in that I was actually a in Chinuch for many years. I have a degree from Turo in, in education. And I just, if I could help a magazine with kids, and especially when that's about Menachem, mm. who's your kid, I'm like, let's tie this all in beautifully. It's very nice. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about munching with Menachem and get Menachem on the air. Menachem, can you find me this, um, where, where your article is in that particular magazine? I'm having trouble <laughs> flipping through it. Um, so, Menachem, when did you start doing this? Um, I started um, a while ago. I think I just submitted I my seven, my fifty seventh, like article for him. Yeah, with so him. a little bit over a year. We've You've been, been doing, doing this every week for a year. This it comes week. out about every three weeks. Yeah, every three weeks. No, I'm sorry, oh, no. three times. Three out of the month, like three times. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Other person comes out every three weeks. Right, okay, okay, got it. All right, so how do you come up with your ideas? Um, well, I sort of come up with them. <laughs> how? Like, I once got a recipe driving to a friend's house. An idea came into my head. Well, I come up with my recipes by scrolling through my mother's Instagram. Okay, See what, <laughs> seeing what other people are up to. Okay, look, getting inspiration from others. Like this cake is one. It says one hundred on it. The, um, the Circle Magazine is celebrating their hundredth um, issue. So you decided you're going to make this cake. Yes. Okay. Was it hard? Um, not as hard as it looks. Did you write your own recipe? No. And but did you come up with your own decorating ideas? So how did, yes. how does this work? How did you come to do? This is called candy cake. Okay. This That's might be something cute to do for Camp Dina. Look at that. Very cute. The kids can do this. This is very cute. I'm going to, for those of you who are not watching on our YouTube channel, on Nachum Siegelnet, um, it's a basically a round chocolate cake. Why don't you describe this for us, Nachum? Okay, it's a round chocolate cake and it has like um, chocolate bars. Wafers. Wafers. Oh, Looks like Kit Kat. It's the Kif Kaf. Kif Kaf, oh, the Israeli one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is it your feet? Yeah. And you and basically line it around the cake. Do you have to put frosting around it so it doesn't fall off? Um, yes, chocolate frosting. Of course, okay. chocolate cake, chocolate frosting, chocolate Kit Kats. I'm in. Okay, and then so now it's like like sort of like uh, enclosing. And in that enclosing, we put lots of candy. So you put candies on top. Okay, so let's, we've got a chocolate cake covered in chocolate frosting. Yeah. Around the edges and sides of the cake, you put Kit Kats. 
Yes. That sounds amazing. I've very sugary. Very sugary. And that's okay. It's a cake. It's dessert. It's not made. I told him we can't make a birthday cake out of meat. It's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, let's work on that, okay? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually down for that. Okay. And then, so we have the Kit Kat that goes round the side, which is stuck on and it glue. it's almost glued right. by the frosting, right? Right. And then we tie a pretty ribbon around it. I see you've done that here. Yes. And then you fill it with candy on top. Yes. Oh, that's a killer. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So you came up with this idea, inspired by some things that you've seen. Yes. Okay. Now, what's your – I'm going to ask this, but I know the answer. Your favorite thing is to eat is meat. Okay, right. so let's narrow it down. What kind of meat? Um. Well, I like usually anything that's done with, um, like – Hamburger kind of meat. Like, Shop meat? Yeah, like a meat sauce or like meatballs or mm. hamburgers, like that mm. kind of stuff. Okay, do you eat steak? Yes. Okay, how's your favorite way to eat steak? Um, I like um like a nice London broil. Oh, okay. Medium rare? Medium rare. Medium rare, a little bloody there, right? Yeah. The juices run out. Yes. I think I'm going to come to Lake when you've got barbecue for me. Oh, he can do that. Love to. <laughs> I think that's great. Do you barbecue in the winter? Um, no, I'm saying, like, I guess on a stovetop and those pan thingies. Grill pan. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I have a grill pan. I do all, I have a parvel one for fish. I can do fish. And then I have a flashic one. Um, to, to, sauce, I've done sausages and hamburgers sometimes when it's too cold outside, but I love to barbecue in the snow. I've done it. Yeah. Not when the snow's coming down, but it's got snow right. on it. And I dig a path out to the barbecue. It's awesome. <laughs> barbecue in, 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 uh, Middle of uh, December. Okay, I'm from Australia. That's normal for me. Just there's usually no snow. Okay, um, what other recipes have you done in here? Um, well, the first recipe we did was, um, it was oatmeal, oatmeal squares. Oatmeal squares. We went on the little on the healthy side. Yes. Okay. And Just grabbing. And then one. the next week. That recipe from enough. Um, my grandmother. Your grandmother. From Montreal. Oh, Montreal. They have good bakeries in Montreal. They do. They know how to shout out to Cheskies. They know how to eat in Montreal. And then the next week we continued with the little health theme and we went with a taco salad. <gasps> yeah. Wait, what was in the taco salad? What was the main part? The meat. The meat. The chopped meat. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm looking here? I've got a trio of dips. He's made three different dips here. A jalapeno dip, an onion dip, and a hummus dip. This is great, but you've served it with chips, pretzels, and crackers, but you can also do these with veggies. This is really nice. Okay, great. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I also, uh, by the way, I have a subscription. We get it in our house too. My family really enjoys it. But we have a giveaway. Yes, we do. I spoke to Aura, and I said, right. if Menachem's coming on, Menachem's got to, do you know about this giveaway? No. Oh, <laughs> so, Menachem, we're going to tell everyone that they can get a three-year subscription to The Circle. They have to – The Circle's not on Instagram. I know that. <laughs> they have to follow the Nachum Siegel Network and My Kitchen, My Studio yes. to win a year's subscription. And it comes out every, every month except one week. No, basically. the magazine comes out weekly. Weekly? It's my article that comes out. Oh, it's, yeah, a, it's weekly? a weekly magazine. Oh, yes, oh I yes, didn't yes. get that. But your yes. article, Munching with Menachem. Comes out three weeks out of the month. Yeah. Got it. Yes, Much. Okay. Okay. I was a little it's too early in the morning for math. <laughs> okay. All right. Friday morning, soon be Shabbos. We're going to chill and relax. Yes. Menachem, what are you making for Shabbos? Um, what are we making for Shabbos? Well, the usual is like chicken, yeah. kugel. What kind of chicken? Well, your favorite is a potato kugel chicken. What? All in one. Potato kugel chicken. Yes. Okay, let's go. We it was, all, that, it was that article went in, in the circle. This one? No, no but can, in can, a circle. It's in a circle. Can, can, have you got it here? No. Can you walk us through that? Um. Yeah, it's uh, basically you make kugel in like, well, we did it in an oven-to-table dish. Okay. And A regular potato kugel. Whatever, yeah. whatever recipe you have for your potato Fantastic, kugel. Fantastic, yeah. Put it in the, um, you put it in. And then you make put it in put it in the pan. Yeah, put it in the pan, oven to tableware. Got it. And then you have chicken. You have paprika chicken. Um, yeah, 
you put like popcorn, pepper, and like stuff like that kind of stuff uh, on the chicken. Okay, so you season then, it with the chicken, salt, pepper, paprika, garlic right. powder. Great. And then you put that on, on the kugel. And so it's kind of like yapsik, but instead of chi- meat, meat, it's chicken. Well, yeah. you're laying the pieces of the chicken on top, on top it's of not the kugel. Within. It doesn't fall to the bottom? No. no. Because the dish is. It's bone and chicken. Right, and, and so chicken's dishes, high, quite right. high. Yeah. So it pops out, like the yeah. chicken pops yeah. out exactly. of the potato cooker, and then you bake it all together. All together. How long do you have to bake it for? Um, about an hour to an hour and a half. So this is almost like a sheet pan dinner. Yes. But it's a kugel a a dinner. Yes. So you can make this. So and, and the kugel has like a chicken flavor, and the chicken has a kugel flavor, so it's like really good. So clever. I'm really enjoying that. I'm totally going to make that. If you guys make this dish, use your regular traditional potato kugel mixture. Make a spiced chicken. Put the chicken in the kugel. Bake it 350. Uncovered. A little bit higher. I have the recipe. I'll 400? Yeah, 400. Yes. Can you send that to us and the Nakam Siegel Network will post it? Absolutely. With a picture? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and then and two hours? At least. An hour and a half. Yeah, watch it. When I, I say four hundred for an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half, two hours depends on your nah. oven. I find not when for the, an hour. Yeah, you got well, it. When the top is brown, then you know it's done. So I would say an hour, an hour and a half. At yeah, three seventy-five. Perfect. Right, because you want to make sure that chicken is really cooked in the middle. Yeah. And if it's in the potato cooker, you want to make sure that the chicken gets cooked internally to one sixty-five, which is the safety level for chicken. Right. I'm, Chicken has always got to be cooked to the internal temperature of 165. Is good? Okay, amazing. Anacham, that was fantastic. I'm totally going to make that. I want to see everybody's pictures of what they make. That actually might be a very practical dish. Do we still do potato kugel air of Shabbos at Camp Dina? Lots of potato kugel. Lots, lots yeah. of potato Let's put some chicken in it. There you go. When I come to we'll make some <laughs> with chicken in it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited that you were here. Stick around. We've got all the way from Texas. Hold on. We've got all the way from Texas, Rabbi Dubin. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Very well, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi, am I saying all right, Dubin? Am I saying all right? You are right on target. Because sometimes my accent messes things up, you know. (laughs) I want to make sure I'm saying all right. Rabbi Dubin is in um, Houston. um, And he has started something called the Kosher Institute. And I just... When he reached out to me a couple months ago, I was so excited to hear about it, and I want to share it with everyone. So I'm going to let you take the lead. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, the Kosher Institute of America is actually was launched just about two months ago or so, and it's here to, to fill a void um, that I've been hearing from a number of people. I've been giving cashless classes for a number of years, and a common sentiment that people are always telling me, you know, is, we need something which is all-encompassing that goes through everything I need to know in the kitchen. So you have common questions. You know, I made, you know, I made spaghetti and meatballs. I made spaghetti. You know, my daughter, of course, doesn't want to have that, so I want to use that spaghetti for spaghetti and cheese. You know, I had uh, non-mavulsal wine in the, in, the, in the fridge, and my cleaning lady took it out. Can I still use it? Do I have to have a separate fish pot? Do I? And, you know, hundreds of questions like this. And, you know, there's tons of classes that you can listen to online. But just a systematic online course to go through step-by-step step with all kinds of flowcharts and things like that, I felt was a tremendous void that was missing. And um, yes. Baruch Hashem created it. <laughs> it's amazing. When did you get this idea in your head? Um, so the, for the online course, it was about a year ago. But okay. the, the material I've been working on for a few years, <laughs> just because um, I've been giving it as, you know, in a variety of different forums and cashless classes and emails and things like that. So um, it, I guess it's been in the work for a few years. Okay. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic because it's so hard as a from woman. You know, we, I think we know a lot of halachas just because, you know, we mess up. We call, you know, we, we call our Ravi, explain to us, and then we file it away for next time and something else comes up. You have another question. So we build up a wealth of – we do build up a wealth of knowledge, but sometimes there's no something question. there's so something that, you know – comes up and you're like, where am I going? What am I doing? Or sometimes you need a refresher. So usually Google fills that void. <laughs> the, the, what do they call it? The Weber Rebbe? 
Yeah, right. The problem is when you if you if you've ever Googled a cashless question, um, you'll definitely see a few different responses to the same thing, um, often conflicting. And um, and some of the common things which I found, so, I mean, this the course is about eight hours or so, um, 36 videos, but it's a professional online course. Um, but what's interesting is that many of the, many of the classes also have like um, flow charts <clears throat> and guides that can be downloaded. And I know, you know, numerous people that took the course told me that they printed them out and put them on the fridge just for easy reference and things oh, like that. That's very and clever. And many Rabbanim are very excited that uh, <laughs> they're getting called a little bit less. Right, right. You still right. need to have a rub, but, uh, yes, you know, I, it just... Can you say that again? You still need to have a rub. I think that's important. You definitely too. need to have a rub. I mean, we're not going to be discussing, you know, the course is not going to cover realities of, you know, I stuck a milk spoon into a flaschic pot, then I fried onions and mixed it all together, and... You know, there's no way, you know, that, that's years and years of, of Kashrus learning to be able to address these questions. Um, but the idea of the course is really to prevent those issues and to deal with, you know, to create a kitchen environment that minimizes those issues and how to deal with all the things that you're literally going to be getting on a day-to-day basis. Um, and Baruch Hashem, the response and feedback of the people that have taken it already has been really, really amazing. Wow. So how does one sign up for the class? And how much does it cost? <laughs> I'm asking the hard questions right the here. Hard questions, right? No, well, the tough questions. You know fascinating? Yeah, what's fascinating, though, about online courses, I've done a tremendous amount of research about online courses, is that I, I see that when people are um, have, you know, you get like an email, sign up for this free webinar, um, the percentage of people that actually show up to the webinar or take the free online course is extremely minimal. And the people that actually follow through um, you know, I saw, I saw over here, we did an actually interesting experiment. We did one um, way before this course was launched. We actually had a Kashrus series. So I did one Kashrus series. It was a three-part series. And we had for the first class, you know, full house, second one, midsize. By the third class, it was, you know, almost empty. Huh. The next time I decided, I said, you know what, we're going to do a seven-part series, but this time we're going to charge $50. And, you know, something Pretty we good had deal. the same amount of people by every single class all the way till the end. And it was unbelievable because when people feel like they're investing into something, um, they really come through. So, you know, so the course is, it's $49 a month for four months. So the total um, is a little around 200 a little less than $200. Correct. Right. So you can either pay in one lump sum or it's, or it's uh, you, know, you can pay over four months. Um, we're actually offering... This is the first time ever. Um, we're offering first 40% time ever off. For our listeners. For, for your listeners. For, our for listeners. one week. And what's, um, the, what's the code? Okay, so it's 40% off. The code is Naomi Nachman. Oh, that's nice. Can't on, imagine why. On right? the code. Oh, I have made it. A O M I N A C H M A N. All right. 40% off for oh. one week. It'll expire in a week. Okay, um, but you can do the course whenever you want, right? Correct. So you have lifetime access. And also there are, if you go to our website, it's kosherinstitute.com, kosherinstitute.com. Um, there's sample classes. There's actually a, a kosher quiz that we had many, many, many people take. Um, it was being shared online for a long time. So, so what, and, what, were the, uh, what were some of the questions? Let's see if we can answer some of the questions from the kosher quiz. Okay, you ready? I'll okay, I'm ready. Menachem, you're listening? Menachem's <clears> with me. All right, okay. Rachel, Alex, we're all listening. Everyone, this, we're all okay. kosher questions. Bing, bing, go on. Okay, does my pet food need to be kosher? Does your pet food need to be kosher? I would say, what do you think, Menachem? Four choices. Go. What are the four choices? No. Number one, no, but it may not contain pork. Number two is no. Number three is yes. Number four is no, but it must not have beef and dairy ingredients. I would say it's either three or four. Menachem, what do you think? Um, I'm going to try and guess yes. You have to pick three, one, two, oh. three, or four. Um, what was yes? Okay, so repeat so the question. The repeat is, the question. The answer, the answer is no, but it, must, it should not have beef and dairy ingredients. Because you're never um, allowed to mix meat and milk together. You're not allowed to own it. You're not allowed to do it for a guy. In a guy, cooking form. In a cooking form. Right. right. The okay, you ready was, for another are you one? To have, I'm eating. Does dog food have to be kosher. Right, right. So, yeah, so you kind of answered. You kind of answered. You, but you just answered. Okay, pretty close. Okay. okay. Here's a. I'll give you another one or two of them. Um, is there a halakha requirement to dip wooden mix in both 
wooden mixing bowls into a mikvah before use? The three answers are either yes, no, or it depends on your family's custom. I would say no. No. <laughs> okay, we all say no. And the answer is? This is fun. The answer is no. You're, okay. I, yeah, I would say I that told you the majority of the people actually got that question that. wrong. So you should pat yourself on the back for that one. Okay, but it's glass uh, and metal. Okay, great. All right, let's keep very going. Good. All right, okay. I'm enjoying this. Let's see. Um, okay, I'll give you another one. Okay. Um, I'm eating kosher French fries. May I share a table with a coworker eating non-kosher fries? Okay, so number one is yes, as long as I tell them I only eat kosher. Number two is only if you're allergic to the food you're eating. Number three is yes. Number four is no. It's a hard one, right? That's a hard one. We are stumped right here. I the Nakam Sigal Network has been silenced. Guests and all. A hacker. Does she have a microphone? Can we hear? Yeah, just talk into that. Rachel, go say there's a microphone. If telling them is enough to put it out there, then I think that's okay, unless it's still considered my assignment. I would think that you need a hacker, like a very obvious like difference a, that you're eating two different French like fries. A, like a placemat or something. So this is actually, this is actually a fascinating halacha. Okay. Um, which is that when you're sharing a table, if you're eating meat and someone else is eating dairy, um, so then you need to have a hacker, like you mentioned. Right. However, when it's kosher and non-kosher, the assumption is that you would never partake of non-kosher food and nothing is required. There you go. So okay. interesting. You know, we find ourselves sometimes in with situations at work. I mean, I'm in the kosher food industry, so I very rarely have that <laughs> opportunity to be across someone, you know. But if I'm in a coffee shop and I'm sharing a table, you know, at Starbucks and they're having, and I'm sitting there, they're having a muffin and coffee and I'm having just coffee, <laughs> you know, I'm allowed to do that, right? So Correct. So, that's, that's, uh, so this is a common area where, you know, um, I'll give you one more question. Okay, yeah, um, we, we like this. Okay. Um, it is statement. It is forbidden to bake bread with dairy ingredients. Four, four responses. True under all circumstances. False. True, but there are some exceptions that are permitted. True, but it would be permitted if I tell people it has dairy ingredients. Okay. So I've done a lot of bread baking in my day. But there are two things that are throwing me off. I was told that you shouldn't break, make milchika bread. Because bread is so world standard of parv that it's it's better not to make dairy bread. Okay, so you've narrowed it down to I've, three out of the four. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So how can we come on, guys? Like in Israel, the the dairy barakas are all shaped differently. Okay, but the, excellent. Like there excellent. has to be something so obviously different right. about the bread. Cheese okay, on cheese it on top. I think it's from where it has to be visible. That it's milkhuds, like you're saying. Like if there's, if you make like a... Sh you shouldn't do challah with stuff with cheese because that's too stuff confusing. Stuff and cheese then it has to be on top. Like it has to be visual like that, that it has to Okay, be. so we'll, well, I'll read the last three options that are left, okay? <laughs> true under all circumstances. True, but there are some exceptions that are permitted. True, but would be permitted if I tell people it has dairy ingredients. I still don't have an answer. I'd say two. This is great. Number two, we're going to go with on this one. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you are right. Uh, very impressed. The answer um, is? The answer is number two. True, but there are some exceptions that are permitted. The two exceptions are if you make a small amount that will be eaten um, in one know, either city. that day or in one meal, depending on who you go with, and, um, or you make it unique, which is like you mentioned with the barekas, which is fascinating because in Israel, the cheese barekas and potato barekas, in every single store pretty much that serves kosher food, you'll see, um, I believe the cheese are triangle and the potato are square, if I um, right, I may be mixing them up, which would yeah. defeat the purpose, but I believe that that's the way it, that's the way it is. So, I mean, that's that's um, so this kosher quiz is just an example. Just um, I, I believe of the people that took it so far, I would say that um, maybe two percent got a hundred. <laughs> oh, I think it's brilliant. Can I just say, anybody from the, this radio show, can we can we do it? Can people sign up today? It's, it's online. Everything is online. Kosherinstitute.com. Um, Kosherinstitute.com. You can go there. Um, and the, um, you know, the sample videos and the quiz and sign up and um, more information, FAQ, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you go to the website, you will not see the information about the uh, coupon, obviously. But that, uh, that's for our <laughs> listeners. Not, but can I, um, can I just, if anyone from our listeners do this quiz, I'd love to hear how you did. 
and, and I don't, everyone has a different religious background. I'm just so curious to know, like, how, did you find it easy? Did you find it hard? Like, it's so Kashis is so me, tricky. Um, a person who actually is uh, a friend of mine who learned in yeshiva, so he took the quiz and um, so he, he texted me afterwards. He said, oh, I got 100. I said, really? I didn't, I didn't get any notifications that you took it. So he's like, no, I didn't submit it. I just know I got 100. I said, no, just press submit. So he pressed a bit. He texted me afterwards. He's like, no, I only got a 70. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was so, tricky, that last one, with the bread with the yeah. cheese. Like, right. that's rough. That was, you know. But that, the, the, answers, the answers from your, your team there were pretty impressive. Yes. That's my peeps. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, okay, so we can take an online course. It's about a little under $50. Per month for four months, you can take it okay. any time. You can buy it so it from expire. this Friday um, to next Friday. You can sign up the to and use the coupon code code Naomi Nachman. Oh, that's so it's one word. It's one word. One Naomi word. Um, and then you can um, you can get forty. What did we say? Forty percent off. Forty percent off. Forty percent off. You can do it in January. I'm actually going to sign up and take it. I think it's. Such a good thing for, I think, all the people that run kitchens, mums, dads, grandmas, grand, everyone who's running a kitchen should be taking this course. Okay? Yeah. I, I think we should Thank take you. the course. No, it's it's a, a good refresher, you know, and you're always learning something new. I, I'm not, like, so studious, but I think that something like this will really help across the board, you know. Sometimes you find that milchic fork and the fleischic dishwasher happens. As, as right, so that on that that's where that's definitely where a rub comes in, and um, right. this will not help you for the fleshic fleshic fork in the milchig dishwasher area. Right, but, and we said before you always <laughs> have to check with that the rub. Was actually, a decision that we made um, when we were developing the course. Okay, um, was specifically not to discuss even we have, we do have one class on how to present a intelligent halachic question, which your rub will be very excited about. Um, <laughs> so you know just. Just the basic, just to familiarize yourself with the questions that he's going to ask you, so that when you, when you do speak to him, you know what to ask. So yep. sounds intelligent. Also, he's uh, going to ask you for facts, a lot of facts. How long ago did you use the pot? I've I've had the. You can see I've been through this. How, how, yeah. What did you cook last in the pot? When did you cook it last? Did it have onions? I find also, there's a lot of things that I just assume I can't do, but I really could. Right. And so that's then, interesting. Like, yeah. It's totally. Part. So that sentiment <laughs> is something which. Um, I mean, my wife tells me that all the time, you know, you know, that, um, you know, the, the, the more you know, the more you realize you could do, not vice versa. Right. Um, you know, so there's so many times where you have a reality where, you know, you bake something in a, in a fleshig oven or in a fleshig pot, whatever it is. We have a, there's a flow chart. Um, we have it up in our fridge at home also. Um, of, you know, very, all the basic common scenarios of, you know, cooking something in a fleshig pot, milkig pot, and you want to use it for the other type, and it just takes a second, just follow the flow chart, and you know what to do. And it's amazing how when people follow that flowchart, it's like, oh, I really could do that. Wow. You know, so it's, it's uh, and generally speaking, more knowledge gives you with more opportunity and more, more things that you can do versus, you know, when you don't know anything, the assumption is that everything is awesome. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Not everything is awesome. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So go check out kosherinterview.com. What brought you to Texas? Because I don't hear no Texas accent. No, I don't have a Texas accent, although I do have children that were born here. Okay, nice. Um, but um, I originally came as part of the Lakewood Colo, and now I work as the rabbinic administrator for the Youth and Pastors Association. And um, give kosher classes, and, and now I started this Kosher Institute of America. So it's uh, Houston is a wonderful Jewish community. I, I, I'm dying to come out and check it out. I, I know that Nachum and Miriam and the whole Nachum Single Network team went out after Hurricane Harvey. Uh, was right. that uh, last right. year? Was that last right. year already? That was September yeah, of last over, year? Yeah. How's the community October. doing? We've I mean, uh, August, August uh, 25th, I believe it was. Yeah, that was. Uh, but um, we, have actually, we actually have a very, very high, I would say that the very large portion of our community is actually East Coasters and um, people that have you know, uh, relocated here just because housing is very cheap and yep, the community yep. is growing by leaps and bounds. Baruch so it's Hashem. really a wonderful place. Baruch Hashem, yeah. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much. We'd love to check back in with you in a couple months to see how this course is going. 
you can give us um, yeah, so it's actually being, a fuck um, over here. It's being it's reviewed now by um, it's being reviewed now by several Bate Dinim across America to be used as a standard course for people that are becoming Girim just to learn everything. Because the it's really the way when we set it up, we set it up that on one hand it could be for someone who doesn't know anything, but at the same time, someone who really has a very strong kosher background and went to you know school and seminary would also just the systematic approach of going through every type of reality, you know, one step at a time, it gives them a tremendous mastery over everything kosher. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, are you coming to on your show? Are you coming to Kosher Fest? I will be there the next day for the kosher conference. There's a, every year there's a national, international kosher conference the day after Kosher Fest in oh. the OU offices. Oh. So um, I'll actually be presenting Kosher Institute um, okay, at so, the time. Okay, so good luck. We'll be talking about it. You should yeah, come for you. the whole week. There's a whole lot of shows. You've got my book launch. You've got Jewish Food Media, two days of Kosher Fest, and this thing. I had even had no idea. Okay, you've got to come in earlier. <laughs> yeah. Bring us we'll some Texas to, brisket. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to think about that. Okay, but cool. Thank you so much for having me on, and Hatzlacha on your show. Thank you so much. Everyone, this is All Table right. for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We had a, went over by two minutes because we were fascinated by the Kosa Institute uh, and our quiz that we took. We had a great lineup. Uh, we had Alex Gold and uh, Rachel Berg from Camp Dinner, Camp Dora Goldie, and we had the Murrays on the show, Munching with Menachem and Faggy, My Kitchen, My Studio. Remember, we have our giveaway. You have to follow my kitchen, my studio, and the Nachum Siegel Network to win a year's subscription to the magazine. Shabbat shalom, everyone. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Right up to Lichbenching. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.